I am cranking out pods today. <laughs> I have a lot on my mind. It's January 1st. And so I am going to do another pod. It's like five o'clock at night. I've had all day. I've been working since noon. I rip off a piece of paper. And today, or for at least this particular episode, we're going to talk about improving social media. Why? Well, tomorrow I have a call with my brother who runs, I wouldn't say he runs, he edits and publishes all of our vertical short form videos for Swim University. That's what he does. He does three a week. Um, and the process goes like this, if you're, if you're interested in maybe for some context. The process is, Steph, my wife, she writes 12 miniature scripts, right? Puts all those scripts into different tasks in Asana, assigns them all to me on a single day, and I record basically 12 uh, what used to be voiceovers but are now me on camera. And that's a whole other episode on how I do that. If you want to make that episode, I can do that. Email me, matt at moneylab.co. So I get on camera. I read the script. I film it. I upload it to a Google Drive folder and attach it to the, doc, uh, to the original task in Asana. And then it's assigned to my brother who uh, edits it on the day it's, it's due, on the day to publish it. Um, he doesn't get ahead. He just does it on the day. Takes him not very long to edit. We use my A-roll. He does some music in the background. He does um, some B-roll that we have been building up. We've been building up B-roll by hiring uh, influencers on Instagram and friends to film uh, B-roll shots for us that we can use. And then we, And then he puts captions on. All of that's done with Adobe Premiere. And then he uploads the video and the script to a, a, a software tool called Later, which allows him to upload it once and schedule it across Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, uh, Twitter, LinkedIn, Pinterest, and technically YouTube Shorts, although um, it's better to just do the YouTube Shorts separately in YouTube. So since we started doing this, we've been doing this consistently, I want to say, for about a year now. And our Instagram is probably the slowest growth, maybe even Facebook. But Instagram growth, like we're at 5,000 subscribers as of the recording this. Or sorry, 5,000 followers. Not huge, but completely organic, which is nice. Um, no, you know, we didn't run any... Um, contest or anything to like get a bunch of followers. Uh, if anything, we email our list to let them know that we have an Instagram account, you know, a TikTok account. TikTok, we're at 15,000 followers, so more than, you know, three times more than uh, Instagram. Facebook, I don't know where we are. I think we're at 20,000, um, but that's, we've just had Facebook for so long. Pinterest, I think we're roughly 20,000. Again, but we've been pinning for a long time and we started, we switched over to video because they allow 
TikTok style videos. And so every month that we've been doing this, I come up with something to test and change. So uh, one, one of the, so like an example, one of the things that I decided it would be worth testing. So we test it for a month and then we just kind of evaluate and go like, what did that move the needle or not? And, and when we say move the needle, we mean, did it get us more followers? Did it get us more reach across the platforms, right? Um, just, just kind of, and, it, and it's, sometimes it's just a feeling like, oh, is this better, et cetera? Or is it like, did it actually improve the numbers? One of the biggest changes we made was for a long time, we were doing voiceover only. So I would record audio of the script that Steph would write. And then my brother would use 100% B-roll and animations to create the, the, the visuals. Then I was like, well, since I stopped doing Money Lab and I stopped doing Brew Cab and my face is no longer out on these other brands, what if I lend my face back to Swim University uh, in an effort to improve brand trust. So not just like, okay, hey, Swim University is this entity. No, there's a guy behind the brand, that's the dude. And we trust what he says, because he's been doing this, he's on camera, he's well-spoken, he looks fucking fantastic. <laughs> uh, Self-deprecating joke. And so he, so like that, that, that's, that was the whole premise behind that, right? And I'm already on my face. We just used the same um, photo shoot that I did like four or five years ago uh, for all of our YouTube thumbnails. And I was like, well, you know, I have this equipment and this setup. I could just as easily, like as easily as it takes for me to record a voiceover and read the script, I could just turn the camera on and read the script. And then, and then we have a role that we could cut to and my face and perhaps it feels a little bit more trustworthy. So that was one thing that we did and we saw an improvement in reach and an improvement in comments. So like engagement went up and then we just got this feeling that it was better. Like you're watching the videos and you're like, yeah, this feels like a better video. So it, it, it hit the feelings, it hit the metrics, and we're like, cool. That was an experiment that worked, okay? So then every month we do something different. In the month of January, which is the month that we're in now, we're trying something new. It's a slight tweak, but one, I improve the quality of the video. So uh, a couple weeks ago when I shot all of the videos for January, um, I messed with some camera settings. I adjusted some lighting. I actually just invested in another light to improve uh, the lighting in the studio. Anything that make it just slightly better. But the thing that we did was actually in the script. So this month, we decided to kind of beef up engagement. We thought, okay, engagement's not super high. And I'm not talking about likes. I'm talking about comments specifically. And so Steph kind of uh, geared the scripts for January to be more engaging. So, and 
a little controversial. So we're just, we're, we're just trying it for a month. We have one video that's coming out that's like, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to poke the industry a bit and I'm a little nervous about it, but we'll see what happens. It's probably going to get a ton of engagement, which might be negative engagement, uh, at least for the pool industry, which again, are not our customers, but that engagement is still engagement. So it could help the video. So them engaging and getting upset actually helps us to reach our target audience. That's pretty funny, but we'll see what happens. I usually don't like kind of like jabbing the industry, you know, like, um, for example, uh, the video is, is about like, maybe you should fire your pool guy. Like maybe you can do it yourself, you know? And if you have a problem, then you can hire a pool guy. So it's like kind of going like, Hey, we're, we're kind of saying, Hey, you could do this yourself. You don't need to hire these companies that are charging you too much or whatever. Um, I usually don't like to do that because I come from that industry, right? I want to be accepted in that industry, even though I'm willing to bet a lot of people kind of don't like me cause I'm on the line and that's, that's the name of the game. But anyway, so that's the context. And so I have a meeting with my brother to discuss little tweaks that we can make to our social media posts to make them just a little bit better. And I have some ideas. So I'm just going to write, um, I'm going to get my pen out. I got a whiteboard here as always. And I'm going to write, uh, social media. All right. Improvements. Improvements. All right. Uh, and these are just going to be like ideas. So I'm just going to spitball a bunch of ideas. So one of the ideas that I notice and really don't like is when you're on YouTube shorts or Insta or Instagram profile, you see this like grid of shorts, right? You see this like, you know, and the thumbnail quote unquote, or the cover image, which, which is what it's referred to on Instagram, because my brother most of the time uses me in the very first shot, it's a lot of just my face, my face, my face, my face, my face. And I don't think that that feels, if you were to, if you were to go on my Swim University Instagram account, it would be like, it wouldn't scream pool and hot tub. It would scream a guy, <laughs> a guy in a, in a studio. So what I'm thinking is we can do one of two things. One, we could uh, create cover images and that feels like extra work and kind of stupid because you really can't do cover images for Instagram and TikTok. They just pull the first like handful of frames. So the improvement is to focus on the very first frame and making sure that the very first frame of the, of, you know, the content includes the title of, or the hook and a visual that represents what it's about. So, um, I'm going to say, I didn't write that down as I said it, improving 
first frame. Uh, okay, so that's, that's it for that. The other idea that I had was... I don't... I don't like the descriptions. Now, on TikTok, we use a very short description because TikTok only lets you use a short description, right? And that maybe there's a reason to that. I don't know. On on uh, YouTube, we also use a short description. And in fact, on YouTube, what we do is we don't even, we don't write a description at all. What we write is a link to our, you know, we basically say download, it's a link to get leads, download our free cheat sheet, right? In every single, it's literally the same thing every single time. I also don't like that. I think that that's not great. I don't like TikToks because what he does, and it's not his fault, but what he does is he takes the hook line, the first sentence of the script, and that becomes a description. And in the YouTube one, we just, you know, send people to a whatever. Because we thought with YouTube, like, if anyone even looks at the description, well, you know, that's it. However, um, I feel like there's a way to do that better. And I have to think this through out loud. So what are our goals? Our goals are to get, you know, leads but it's also to build trust with our community. And it's also to get reach. We want more people to be turned on. I mean, I think at the end of the day, what we want is attention, right? So sans, you know, getting leads and sans all the other things, the main goal of doing any of this stuff is to get attention. Because what attention does is it you know, we, we get the attention of pool and hot tub owners, which are our potential customers. And then once they're like following us or into us or like learning from us, then we can hit them up with, you know, becoming a subscriber on our email list, buying our courses, etc. But I think the main goal is attention. And so my hypothesis, and this is obviously something we can start doing in January. And I think because we've changed the scripts a little bit, what we've done, um, you know, just as a give you a context, like today's YouTube video or, or sorry, today's like Instagram reel that went out was actually really good. I, it's so far, it's not getting the reach that it that I thought it would get for such a good script. But maybe the hook was a little wrong. Uh, it doesn't matter. We, we do these things all the time. The ending, though. There is a call to action. The call to action is to comment. And so what we, my hypothesis was we need more engagement. We need more people to respond because my theory is that that is going to increase our reach because that's what the algorithm wants to happen. They want to see that people are engaged with this content. And obviously there's the engagement metric of how long have they watched? Have they watched the whole thing? Has it repeated? Blah, blah, blah. Um, one of the things that we've, we have never tried, and I'm just saying this off the top of my head, is we've never tried looping because, one, I don't like it because I think it ends too abruptly. It's like, oh, if, if we ever wanted to 
you know, if this ever became an evergreen thing, I don't know if it ever does, or if, like, you were to do them back to back to back, it would just feel weird, because you would, like, end one by starting the next one, I don't know, it just feels like it doesn't work, and then what, and then what are we really trying to do, we're trying to trick you into watching it again, like, that feels deceptive as well. And why would we even do that? It's because we assume that the longer people watch the short, the better. I think that that's not cool. (laughs) So don't want to do that. I do think watching all the way through is important, but that's something we can fix in the content, and we're going to do that with Steph and the scripts. For my brother, though, I think we could entice people to comment with the description. I'm going to write that down. So we're going to write entice. uh, We'll just say entice comments with description. Now, how would we do that? So I think it's pretty simple. Right now, we kind of, I think we should follow the TikTok model where the, where the description should be short. So for Instagram, as an example, we are taking the entire script, which is not very long, but we're basically taking the entire script and just pasting it in the description, right? Then he adds a couple of dots to create space, and then he adds a bunch of short uh, hashtags. (sighs) My theory is that hashtags are completely fucking nonsense, and... I just, or even if they're not nonsense, they're nonsense for our industry because who's searching for the hashtag pool care or the hashtag pool maintenance? I would like to assume that people are just typing in the words pool care and pool maintenance and we've done enough SEO within these platforms to be like, yeah, that's kind of what we do. We don't need to reiterate the hashtag over and over and over again. That said, people are still using hashtags. So I would say that instead of, you know, in pasting the entire script and instead of pasting the hook, pasting a question. So the question being, you know, like, you've just watched this video, what do you think? So entice comments in the description using questions. All right. Now, I also just want to write, rethink hashtag strategy. I don't know if it's worth doing, if you add it after the description, whatever the case. I just think it's kind of stupid, but whatever. Um, Okay, so those are three things that we could do uh, with the goal of improving engagement, I think. I don't know. So what else could we do? And these are just, these are just, I'm just going to throw out a bunch of ideas. And I might not write these down. One idea is posting more. So just posting more content. (laughs) Uh, that would require Steph to do more work, me to do more work, and my brother to do more work. Um, 
it may not be necessary, but uh, I think it's worth producing more content. And it doesn't have to be in the form of reels. It can be in the form of posts. So I'm just going to write producing more, produce more content. And the other thing I thought of is can we team up with other people? So, you know, like, or, or how do you, the goal is reach, the goal is attention, right? Is it worth getting in front of other people's uh, accounts. Yes. However, in the world of pool and hot tub care there, we are, we're not the biggest, but it's very possible that if we continue on this trajectory, we will be the biggest. There's one company, um, who I will not name, but there's one company that's a retail company and they have more followers than us say on Instagram. But they're a retail company, so they're, they're going to produce good content. I think their content is getting better. But I think we'll just be more consistent and our content will be much more branded. We won't be trying as many things. And there's a singular person. And we stick to one theme, which is pool care and hot tub care. This other company kind of you know, opens the door to fun things. Like they're just trying to attract pool owners any way they can. And I've thought about, is it worth trying to attract pool owners in more fun ways? For example, you know, to me, it's like, yes, we could do that. We have to remember that whenever we, because I get this email a lot. It's like, you know, people say to me like, oh, here's the kind of content you should make, right? And I go, okay, but you realize that if I make that content, For example, um, somebody will say like, oh, you should do an article about – or you should do content on like how to work out in a pool because that that would appeal to a lot of people. And I'm like, yes. In fact, it appeals to way too many people because you technically do not need to own a pool in order to make that – to watch that, right? Or if you have like – the other thing is like if we started using content or B-roll where like a sexy human (laughs) – enters a hot tub, right? Well, then it could be, it could get attention for the wrong reasons. And so we have to keep that the attention that we're getting is because we are providing education to pool and hot tub owners about maintenance and water chemistry. So we have to stick to that because ultimately... We don't want to inflate our numbers just to get followers that won't end up liking our stuff. So for example, the company that I mentioned, they have a lot of followers, but when they post content in in the form of reels where you can actually see the numbers in in Instagram specifically, they're, they're getting the same views that we're getting and we have three times less, we have like a third of their followers. And I think the reason is because the majority, they maybe early on, they, they didn't know what they were doing and they paid for followers 
or they ran ads or they, you know, just did a lot of con like we did content way back where we like posted a picture of a puppy in a pool. Like, of course, that's going to get you likes. That's going to get you attention. But it's like anybody who has who has who likes puppies will like that. They don't necessarily need to own a pool in order to like that content. Whereas with our content, you kind of have to own a pool. Like, why the fuck would you watch me explain water chemistry concepts if you don't own that? That's insane. So all I'm trying to do is figuring out ways to improve reach within the confines of what we teach. So, so gimmicky shit like that. Now, say, saying that again, um, would it be worth partnering? <sighs> you know, so one, there is a company um, who I don't have a partnership with yet, but I am working on it. They have a large social media following, but, they're, but they, <laughs> their following are... specifically not pool owners, okay? Like, that's their following. That's, like, they're actively targeting people who do not own pools. (laughs) And I know that's, like, very confusing, but uh, that's what they do, okay? But they have, like, almost 100,000 followers. Now, there's probably some crossover of, like, hey, there's people in this audience who do own pools, but it's probably a very, very small amount. I would say less than 5% is my guess. Um, And of course the content that they're doing is not pool care related. But if they were to, um, if we were to do a joint venture where I would make them a reel or I would lend my face and name to them and they edit it down into their strategy or whatever, there's exposure there. But bang for my buck, not worth the effort. Um, So what about vice versa? And And that's a big, relatively big, company. Um, a lot of the retailers I don't think will want to do anything with me, but also a lot of them really don't do social media and they don't do it very well. And so I would be lending my talent and content to them. And then what does that say about like, why wouldn't I just do that for us so that we can get those followers and, you know, not beef up their stuff. On the flip side, what if it's not that? What, like, what if it's somebody who, it's an influencer who owns a pool and they, and we get them to do the content, right? So we write the, hmm. hold on a second. Idea. <sighs> What if we got them to do the real? So there's a guy, there's a couple of people um, who we work with. And we basically just ask for B-roll. We do not ask them to uh, be on camera. We do not ask them to say anything. But we could and go and say, hey, would you be willing to... And it might, it might cost money. Like, I don't know if they'll, there's no reason for them to do this for free. Is my guess. So I would say, we would reach out to these people and say, hey, 
I would pay you X amount of dollars if you read this script and design your own reel in your own format, in your own way, and then at the end of that video, say this was written by Swim University, go check them out, blah, 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 like, you know, I, or I got this tip from Swim University, and then that way, oh, that's a really good idea, hold on a second, because then that way, we are getting in front of another person's audience. So, and we didn't have to make that content or use my likeness to make that. All we had to do was write the script, which was, which, you know, like would be very easy for us to do by taking one of our articles or one of our existing scripts that we've already done that we know works and just throw it in the chat GBT and kind of rearrange it so it's, so it's different, right? Maybe more written in their voice and, and maybe we do that. Maybe we create a, a GPT of somebody that we know we're going to work with who's already agreed to this. We take the, you know, audio from their content, feed it in the chat GPT and go like, hey, now write this, write this, rewrite this script in their voice. And then we send them the script and we say, hey, do your, do your best. You like, don't, you don't have to say it verbatim, but do your best. If you want to do content like this to publish on your platform and then just promote some university, basically like an ad, and then we'll just pay you to do that. You know, that's like paying for followers. But the one problem with that idea is that how many people in their audience actually own a pool? Probably also slim. I'd say less than 1%. However, if the video does well and goes viral, quote unquote, because maybe a video that we do won't go viral simply because of the nature of what we talk about, right? And how we do our content. But we can take that same content, spin it and give it to somebody else. It goes viral. And then at the end, hey, we're... They're promoting Swim University. Go follow Swim University, etc. Not a bad idea. So I'm going to call that UGC Reels. And yes, that's going to cost money. So I'm going to put some dollar signs. That, I hate this, like, hear that? When I write on that, I guess I'm, I might be too aggressive as a writer. Um, or <laughs> if there's some way to like anchor down this, uh, I, don't, I don't know. Now I'm just looking at the goddamn whiteboard. Um, so yeah, that's an interesting idea. But re- would require money and I'm not keen on that. It's not something I could talk to my brother about. He wouldn't be involved in that, honestly. But an idea. Um, all right, what else? So I'm just going to pull up uh, TikTok real fast. And yeah, when you look at TikTok, like my, if you just look at the, um, you know, the, the list it's just all my face. It's just kind of like, 
you know, there's a couple where, you know, the first clip is a hot tub and then, you know, we have to look at uh, captions a little bit. The captions are fine. I think they can be lifted a little bit higher. Um, one of the things that I did also to improve the content was I bought a hat that has our logo on it. I think um, putting this, you know, um, another thing we could do, and this is something that I would do, is uh, getting Swim University shirt. Um, and I would probably get my name on it. Mm, maybe not. Um, I'm just gonna write that in parentheses. So in the in the videos that we do, uh, I am wearing a navy blue Dickies short sleeve work shirt. And that's what I wear in every single video to keep it consistent. And then I wear the same hat. Now I have 36 of these hats, so they will, I have them forever. Um, it's just our, our, it's our icon, not our logo. Uh, but it's the same icon that's in the, uh, what do you call it? The uh, profile image. So you could go, oh, okay, like this profile image matches the, like what's on his hat. But uh, the profile image doesn't say the word Swim University. It just has the, uh, the emblem SU. And so I think that adding the Swim University logo would help people to go, you know, it, you know, not like wearing the logo essentially would help people to go, oh, that's this website. Got it. That's the same thing because the full logo would be better. So I do think that that's worth investing in. I know it's expensive. The hats cost me $800 and I got 36 of them. But, you know, $800, it's like, it feels like a lot of money, but it's like forever. It's like an evergreen spend. The shirts would be the same thing. I would have to get a, probably a minimum quantity of maybe 12. And I know because of the complicated logo, it's going to cost like in a couple thousand dollars. But it would be well-branded. It would work for YouTube and all of our social media channels. It would be certainly utilized. So it might be, that might help improve sort of the brand recognition part of it. And these are just tiny little improvements. Honestly, like, I don't think there's anything else worth talking about here because the real, the big real three things, and again, I think these are so small. These are really tiny improvements. So maybe that's what I'm going to call this episode is like tiny social media improvements. I'm just going to write that down. Tiny social media improvements, you know. For growth. <laughs> and yeah, these are just the current social media improvements that I want to do that I can get my, that I'm going to have to talk to my brother about and go like, okay, these are the changes we're going to make and they will match what Steph is doing in the, uh, in the scripts. 
And that will basically be our change for January 2024. And like I said, when I do this, every month I have a meeting. And you know, I haven't had a meeting every month, but I usually have a meeting with Steph because she lives with me. And I just go like, hey, do we change anything? Do we do anything? Usually no. It's like we just status quo. Uh, but for my brother, who the, the social media side of things is fairly new to us, right? Like we've always done social media, but not at this pace. So right now we are at a pace and we're doing video, which we never did for social media. We only did video for YouTube. I think doing these reels has like opened us up to, and short videos has opened us up to like really being players in social media, which we've never been before. And so with that, we've had to look at it and improve our content every month. And there, and we've made slightly better improvements. I will give you just to kind of like round out this episode a bit. I'll give you some of the other ones that I've done in the past that I thought didn't work or did work. So both. So some of the ones we've done is uh, obviously we did voiceovers, we did animations, and you know we had captions. We tried doing captions where we would uh, highlight a certain word in, a, in different colors. I just basically looked at that. You know, we did that for a while, and then I thought that's stupid. <laughs> that's a lot of extra work for that doesn't really help the person watching it. Like, it's not like we use the colors to follow along with what I'm saying. We just used it, you know, generically to add some color to the, to the image, which captions, you know, whatever. I just don't think uh, that that needs to happen. Now, we also noticed, I mean, you can, you'll probably notice this, like, you may notice the internet when you look at reels, like there's a lot of like guys that all have the same caption style. And it's, I believe, I don't know if this is the original source or not, but I think it's all based on Alex Hermosi clips where it's like, you know, use emojis, use these like bright colors and use like these dark shadows. And so what I've noticed is I see it constantly and it's like, kind of annoying because it's like, well, I know where that came from. Like you guys are just all copying each other. What we did was at least we used our own font. So we use, uh, our brand font currently is Poppins and we used Poppins. We did a drop shadow simply to separate it off the background. The problem with doing the drop shadow is that it, it is sometimes hard to read. And we don't get to play with brand colors because we're kind of just stuck in this like style of, of editing, which is very easy to create, right? But I don't think it really helps. Now, when it comes to captions, I think there, there is improvements we can make. So let me talk about that. Um, it just as, you know, even though that was one thing we did, we, we basically switched from having the colors to just doing solid white, keeping it all the same. And then the other thing we did was we decided to add more text 
in the first scene, essentially. So the full hook of the video, of the script, is fully, pretty much available in the first frame. Not 100%, but that's what I think we should do to improve the first frame, is that we have to include the entire... um, we have to include the entire caption. And I believe we can make the captions smaller because they are pretty large. So I think that we can um, lower caption size, um, use a colored background, instead of the drop shadow. So we could start to play with brand colors um, as an idea. We could also use an AI tool. And I don't know if this is built into anything. Uh, Use AI tool to create caption movement. Now, what I mean by that is actually having it follow my mouth. Uh, that would have to be done after the fact. So what my brother would do, and this is what, uh, this would be a process thing. So what he would have to do is basically create the, the video without captions, right? Super easy to do. And then he would upload that video into some sort of program because I do not think Adobe Premiere does it, although there could be an Adobe Premiere plugin, which we could look at. Uh, And then you could upload it to that and it will automatically generate the captions and it will create the animations for you. I know there's a tool called veed.io, V-E-E-D. That's a lot of E's. Um, That can do that. It's worth trying and like developing like a new style of doing captions so that we don't look like anybody else and we start to use our brand colors which could incorporate, you know, like we use our blue and our orange essentially, right? And we just kind of flip back and forth between that. Something, something worth trying. Um, Does that improve the content? It might improve the visuals, which could improve reach and and could improve uh, attention, or sorry, uh, retention, I should say. So worth trying, and that's a, that may not be this month, and certainly the shirts are not this month, and the UGC reels are not this month, and producing more content's not this month since we already did it, but the first one, improving the first frame, enticing comments with descriptions, using questions, and rethinking our hashtag strategy, perhaps even eliminating it, um, is definitely something we're going to do. And the caption thing we could also m- experiment with, but I think that should come at a different time, so we're not testing so many variables. Okay. Am I, am I missing anything else? Is there anything else that we could try? Oh, so I wanted to go back to like other things that we've tried in the past. Uh, yeah. So switching to me on camera, huge improvement. Um, what else have we done? Yeah. Adding the captures in the first frame. I think it helped. It definitely feels better. Um, God, what else did we do? Uh, oh, oh yeah, I forgot about this. The, uh, we were 
the first section of the video used to be, hey, pool owners, or hey, hot tub owners. So I used to say that in every single video. And if you go back through our TikToks where you see it the most, um, and you look at just the first frame in our, in our grid, you'll see that over and over and over again. Hey, pool owners, hey, pool owners, hey, pool owners. Um, which at the time I thought, okay, this is pretty good because we're at least calling out exactly who the fuck we want to reach, right? There's no, you know, like don't watch this video if you're not a pool owner. <laughs> so they were going, hey, pool owners. And I thought that that was a good idea. And I still don't think it's a bad idea. However, the first few seconds of these short videos is super important. And in, in order to grab your attention. And what we did for a month was we tried to omit that section. We just did not say, hey, pool owners. And instead, we wrote the hooks to include the word pool or hot tub in them, right? So we weren't calling out homeowners, or sorry, we weren't calling out pool owners specifically, but the hook was pretty much like, you know, do you have trouble shocking your pool during the day? I don't know, like that's just a random sentence I came out with. But you hear that and it's like, well, that's like, <laughs> that's only talking to pool owners. So I feel like we were being redundant by saying, hey, pool owners, do you have trouble vacuuming your pool? It's like, one, we're saying the word pool twice. And the hook is already calling out pool owners because only pool owners vacuum their pool. <laughs> That's it, right? So that was a huge thing we omitted. And it, I think it made our content better. And I think it allowed us to have more viral moments because we weren't being stifled by those first like three seconds of the video. So we chopped that out and got right to the damn point, starting with the hook. The other, so that was one month. We were like, okay, that was good, right? We, we, and even if, like, I don't have like actual proof that it like improved retention rate or anything like that. Um, but I, but I can tell you that it feels better as a, as a viewer. And so, and we've had way more reach on these newer videos than we have on our older videos. And that could be because I'm on them now or whatever, but incremental improvements. And sometimes those improvements for us are just based on taste, like our taste alone, right? I think improving the first frame so that our grid looks better isn't gonna actually improve, <laughs> it may not improve our retention or our hook rate or anything like that. But I, I know that I'm gonna appreciate going on our feed. It's going to look better to me and that's my taste and I'm using that because I think it's important, okay? The other thing we did was we cut the ending. So we noticed that on our YouTube videos, and this is most YouTube videos, is you'll notice like a huge drop off at the end when you've officially wrapped up the video and now you're just plugging, right? It's very common. And so since we noticed it on YouTube, we were like, well, maybe we don't even have to do this, right? Maybe we don't have to have a CTA at the end of our videos that are the same each time. So it used to be 
the same pitch every single time. It was for pools, I think it was like, and follow us, and it would be like, and follow us for more information, for more pool care tutorials throughout the season. And I would say it in that cadence, right? And what we had on screen was the same ending. It was this animated logo where the uh, finger would come up and click it and say follow, it would say follow us. Um, but it was the same every single time. And I think there's a fatigue that happens, especially when you're watching over and over again, right? And, and I, cause that may happen. I think there are people who are like, whoa. And this is where we, this is where we kind of get fucked up as a company where we're like, okay, whoa, hey, we found this company. They're giving out pool tips. And so you just want to like go on my feed and just like watch every single video. But unfortunately we alternate between pool and hot tub. So you really can't do that. But if the algorithm serves you up multiple pieces, right? I don't want it to feel like you're watching the same thing over and over again. Hey, pool owners. And then at the end, follow us for more information. Like I just didn't want those bookends to feel stale. So what we did was just chopped it off. So for a while we were just ending the video when the tip was over. Like, so you, you know, which I think is better because then we can basically like see if, people would rewatch it, you know, cause like you don't even know it ended like, Oh shit, it ended. And the, you know, you get that effect of like, you get that looping effect without it actually like tricking people into the loop essentially. The second thing is, is that I think what I, uh, you know, I, the idea of, we still need to have a call to action, but we don't have to have a call to action every single time. And it doesn't have to be the same call to action. So we can change it up in every script, which is what we started doing. So sometimes, and for the month of January, we're trying this, where we're asking people to leave a comment, right? So that's going to be the thing. Sometimes we ask people to go to a certain URL, a short URL, and download our cheat sheets, which is how we get leads. What we haven't done yet, but could do is, you know, pitch our products at the end. Like, hey, if you, want, uh, if you want our full course, check out swimu.com slash whatever. Um, and so I think, and, and alternating between them. So like not always having a CTA so it doesn't get fatiguing, but then changing up the CTA so that it's like, ooh, like maybe you saw a video. Maybe a video goes viral. And at the end of that video, it's like, hey, follow us or subscribe to our email list. Or subscribe to our newsletter or something. Who knows? Like we can change it up all the time and see if one works better than the other. But ultimately, I think just changing it up and, and not getting stale with our content is certainly better. So we started doing that. Those were two big improvements we made that I think were for the better. Um, what else? Was there any other changes? Yeah, we, we stopped using... We stopped using B-roll that wasn't ours and wasn't related to pools. Explanation. So, uh, and, and I, ooh, by the way, this is something we could do. So, another idea. So one of the things that my brother would do, and, and again, what I, what I did with him, um, and if, this is, if anyone's out there like thinking about hiring somebody to help you 
do this exact same thing. Here's how I did it with him. I basically, like I did the first reel and I show, I filmed myself editing that reel in the exact style that I wanted it, right? In the exact program that he used to make it. Now he wasn't an editor, a video editor. He understands video editing. He went to school for like film production, but he never used Adobe Premiere, I don't think. So he was learning this from the beginning. So I tried to make it easy on him and we had a um, B-roll site that we used. I think it was um, something, it's the one that everyone uses. It's like, it's some stock footage library. I wish I could remember the name. I'm not promoting it, but whatever. And so we signed up for that and I was like, hey, if you can't find anything in our folder of like B-roll, you can go on this site download whatever you need and use it, right? So there was like clips of like, you know, if, if I was saying something like save money, do this with saving money, we, he would just pull a random B-roll clip of some guy or some gal holding money or doing some weird thing. And I'm like, wow, this does not feel like us. It feels like a random B-roll. Like it doesn't feel branded. And I, we did it for a while and I don't know, something about it for me, I was just like, this doesn't feel right. Like one, anybody can go on this website and download this B-roll. So it's not even special. Two, like how hard was it to like get footage of somebody checking their watch or somebody making a stinky face or a sour face or, you know, whatever. I think that those things we can do ourselves. And so what I basically said to him was, don't, like, don't use that shit anymore. Because it just, to me, it just felt wrong. Um, but, it, but it got a little bit harder because it's like, well, then what do we use when you say that? And it's like, well, we had to, my th- whole thought was, when in doubt, just animate something, right? So animate something on screen. Now the default is just cut back to me, right? Because I'm on camera now. So like, we actually don't need to do more B-roll in the, in the like the, the shitty B-roll, the like generic B-roll. But what we need to do is get more B-roll of pools and hot tubs and things like that. On top of that though, there are certain pieces of the scripts where it would require something that is not that's not like, you know, like money or checking a watch or opening a mailbox or like things that don't require a pool or a hot tub nearby. You know, it's just, it's just like, um, like standard B-roll, but I don't want to pay and use B-roll that we didn't create. We could use animations to create those things, but it is much easier from an editor's when he's editing to just use clips because we have just a giant bank of clips. And so I think it's worth um, spending some time thinking about all of those things and just getting them on. uh, Okay. So like um, I'm just going to write create generic B-roll. 
And this same B-roll, by the way, whenever we get somebody to create B-roll for us for Instagram, we get them to shoot it in vertical, so they have to use their phones to do it. I mean, you don't have to use your phones, but we like the phone look. Um, and it's much easier, and anyone can really do it. And it's shot in 4K. We ask people to shoot in 4K, so that way we can um, zoom in when we need to. Uh, we ask people to shoot for at least 30 seconds a clip, so that we have plenty of, of B-roll in case, in case we need to like stay on an image for a while. And we have them shoot it both vertically and horizontally so that we also can use it for YouTube. So we have a giant folder of clips, both horizontal and vertical, both pool and hot tub. And it's always growing because we're always asking for more. But one of the things that we can do here without needing a pool or a hot tub is to create that generic B-roll. How would we create that? I think we would go back through the previous scripts and just look for things where we're like, ooh, okay, we say that. It would be nice if we had like a shot of a stopwatch or it would be nice if we had a shot of, you know, somebody using a ruler or somebody making a smelly face or somebody, you know, running away from something or like you could do little funny things too. So yeah, I think that that would help make improvements to the content, but not necessarily social media. Um, I also want to write respond to all comments. I think that would help tremendously. Even if it's just an emoji, like a thumbs up emoji. But like, you know, like on Instagram, you can heart a comment, right? But you can also reply with a heart. And I think that that just adds to the number of comments, which is good. And it shows to Instagram that we are engaging back, which I think is important too. Also, like, this is, this is a random side story, right? There was, this just happened this morning, as a matter of fact. On Instagram, there was a comment that we got on a YouTube video because we used a clip that people didn't agree with. It was, it was somebody adding chlorine pucks to their skimmer. Now, I've been in this industry for a very long time, and I think that that's personally okay to do. But I recommend people get a chlorinator. A lot of people are like, God, we never put skimmer, you know, chlorine pucks in the skimmer. Yes, agreed. However, if you need to get chlorine in your pool and you can't, you don't have a chlorinator right at the moment, like just do it temporarily. It's fine. Right? It gets the job done, but yes, you don't want that super chlorinated water going through your system. It will degrade it over time. But people like really freaked out. Well, one guy, a pool guy, commented and you know said something, and I responded, you know, like, oh yeah, you know, hey, we're gonna try to improve next time, you know. But thanks for bringing it up, you know, trying to be nice. Some other pool guy comments, telling that guy that his comment was wrong. And so they started to have a back and forth fight in our comments, right? And in my head, I'm like, well, who, what the fuck do I care? Like, it's engagement, right? So this is good, right? Like, ultimately, it's good for me. But then I decided <laughs> this morning to, because I've been answering comments, or at least like looking at them, and I went in there and I went, okay, because it got out of hand. It was like, they were like yelling at each other and kind of like, like, 
being assholes to each other. And I wrote, you know, hey guys, it's 2024, it's time to be civil. Let's, or let's be civil, not whatever. Man, that guy was really angry at that comment. He said, I've been doing this longer than you. I've been in the industry since 1982. Meanwhile, I've been in the industry since 1993, so he's got 10 years on me. Big whoop, okay? He's like, I forgot more about pools than you'll ever know. He's like, have you ever installed a pool at Six Flags? Didn't think so. Like, just kind of being an asshole. And, like, he started just name-dropping, like, everything he's ever done in the industry. And he goes, never tell me what the fuck to do. Which was to be civil. Which was like, chill out, dude. It's 2024. Now, I, you know, that shit bothers me, honestly. It's like, I get, I get a little bit, like, you know, it hurts a little bit. And I'm like, what a fucking dick. So what I did was I... Decided, I'm like, all right, what's my, this is great that this happened because now I can decide what is our protocol as a company when someone's just being an asshole, right? If someone's commenting on our content, I always want to approach it with, thank you, we're going to do better next time. Because, yeah, we're not going to go back and change that, that clip because it's not incorrect. It's just that not what they, it's not what these pool guys, you know, want to see. But I'm like, all right, next time we won't do that clip. Or next time, or thanks for the idea, we're going to do an, uh, a reel about why you shouldn't do that and instead do this. So perfect. Thanks for the idea. And so we will always be nice, even if, because the pool industry can be a little dickish. And I, I honestly, I think most industries <laughs> probably deal with a lot of dickish comments, right? But there is a protocol. And we've... Uh, added this protocol on YouTube. We have like a strict no asshole policy. So like if you're just being an asshole for the sake of being that, like you're done. Like you're deleted, you're blocked. Get out of my comment section. Like that's my, that's my house, right? If you're giving constructive criticism, we respond with thank you. Because maybe it's constructive criticism that we don't agree with. So fine. So we just say, hey, thanks for the comment. You know, we'll try better next time. Or, hey, we'll look, at, we'll look into that. Or we'll do, you know, or thanks for the suggestion. Whatever it is. But if someone's just being a dick, I think it's, you just have to block them. Because they're not going to stop. And the other thing, too, with all of these social media comments and the reason why you would block and or delete comments. I think deleting comments is completely fine if someone's being an asshole that's what I'm, that's my, that's my stance. And two, the re, or the reason that I love deleting comments is because negativity feeds negativity. So psychologically, and I'm not a psychologist and I didn't go to school for this, but it just feels like it's true, <laughs> is that if there's a bunch of negative comments, there's like a pile on effect where like some, where like people who wouldn't comment or maybe felt a little bit like, ooh, I didn't like that post, so I'm gonna go in the comment section and see what other people are saying. Oh, everyone's being an asshole? I'm gonna be an asshole too. Or I'm gonna jump on the negativity train. So deleting neg negative comments that are not constructive, that are just negative or not helpful to the community, not that if they disagree with you, because if they disagree with you and they say it in a polite way, 
that's good. That's good feedback. And you want to keep that. If someone's giving you constructive criticism in a very asshole-ish way, and you have to read between the lines because it is tough to, to understand if someone's being you know, sarcastic or sincere or not, the people who are just being like, that's fucking wrong, don't do this, this content sucks, like, delete, dude. Because like, what happens is it's just going to feed more and more pool boys, and, I'm, and they're boys, it's, it's always boys, to just pile on the, the negativity. Is that good for engagement, quote unquote? Like, are they just doing us a service? <laughs> like, hey, bud, you keep commenting. It's reaching more people. Like, you're not doing the thing that you're trying to do, right? I just think, personally, I just don't want to see it. And I think other people don't want to see it. And obviously, I want to get better. So, took the criticism. You're an asshole. Delete. But we're going we're gonna to change next time. I think we should respond to all comments and delete ones and delete the dicks, essentially. Okay. Um, that was my little rant on that, but I just wanted to say that because it did bother me a little bit today. But, hey, that's the internet. That's the, that's the industry I'm in. Bunch of, like, honestly, if you're listening to this podcast, like, you, when was the last time you actually commented on something? You know what I mean? Like, how much time do you have where you're just, like, commenting on random Instagram posts? Like, it's fucking weird, honestly. Okay. So, we got our improvements. We'll go over them one more time, and then we'll wrap this episode up. The biggest improvement is improving the first frame so that it looks good in our profile, and it, and it, and it addresses the hook, and I think it'll improve our retention rate because boom, picture of a pool or, or image of a pool or footage of a pool or footage of a hot tub with the hook in text, boom. It's also gonna be good for our, our grid. Entice comments, get people to comment and engage with the description. The description should be simple. One big question related to the con- content, boom. Rethink hashtag strategy. Do we even need hashtags? I think in our industry we don't, but maybe we'll look into like big hashtags. Are people using them? Are people searching for them? We'll see. Uh, produce more content. That may just be, you know, something that we decide to do in the future, or we start supplementing our reels with you know static images or links to our content or something. I don't know. We're already doing that, so I was thinking more like reels. Doing UGC reels to reach other people's audiences might be worth doing, might be a waste of time, certainly worth testing and trying. Investing in a Swim University work shirt to wear on camera, I will probably do that uh, soon. We'll see what the budget looks like for that. Lowercase, or sorry, not lowercase, lower uh, caption size. So I think the captions are very large which is good for our readers because our readers are, they generally skew a bit older and have trouble with their vision as you get older, most people, I think. Uh, So we kind of always lean towards bigger captions, but I think they might be a little too big. Um, And then, uh, you know, removing the drop shadow so that they're actually easier to read. You know, so like a dark background, you know, maybe a bubble 
with white text might be a little bit easier to read. But doing that might hide some of the context in the videos, so we'll have to discuss that with my brother. And then perhaps using some sort of AI tool to animate the captions. So basically just a bunch of caption thoughts and work. And then uh, creating more generic B-roll that we can use you know, to add humor and entertainment value and context um, and not use generic B-roll that you can just buy off of a stock website. Um, I still wish I could think of the name of that company. It's yellow. <laughs> Everyone and their mother promotes it on YouTube. You know what I'm talking about. Um, just getting away from that in completely and just creating all of our own stock footage and B-roll is exactly all I want to do, right? And all of our own animations. Respond to all comments, which kind of ties into the entice comments section where it's like, hey, if we're going to entice you to comment and we're going to entice engagement, we have to engage back. We can't just be a one-way street. We're, we're, we're creating the content, we're creating the ask, and we're answering the questions. So I think that that's important. And that's it. That wraps it all up. It's late. I've got my steps in for today. This episode needs to be kind of edited because I screwed up the recording, but that's no problem. I'll see you next time.